0: Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkovsky. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, self-lovers, before we dive into today's podcast episode, I wanted to formally announce and invite you to my next online retreat that will be happening on April 13th. I haven't done an online retreat in exactly one year. Since the gift of self love came out, and that was kind of our launch party. And now that the gift of self love is one year old, today we're celebrating the first birthday of my book. I thought it would be fun to do another online retreat, just a two hour workshop on a random Wednesday. I think it's a Wednesday, maybe it's a Thursday. On a random Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, where we dive into exercises for self love and we sit together. I mean, it'll be on Zoom, but it is just as good because I'll be there with you and I can see your beautiful face. We'll do workshop exercises similar to what I would do at a retreat in person, but it's obviously modified to serve you online. And you'll also have an opportunity to ask me any questions. And I'll be giving away a few signed copies of The Gift of Self-Love, so if you already have the book, you can always gift that copy to somebody else because we are all about spreading that gift of self-love. So anywho, if you want to join that online retreat, you can go to maryscupoftea.com slash online retreat, and that'll be on April 13th. So registration will close a couple days before that. We do have limited spots just because I don't want to overwhelm the Zoom room. But if you cannot make it at the date and time, it's April 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time, and 8 p.m. GMT, which I think is London. If you can't make it at the time, you will also, well, everybody will receive a recording. And it's only 25 bucks. So come join us. Go to maryscupoftea.com slash online retreat. And I hope to see your beautiful face in a couple of weeks. Hello, myself lovers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Firstly, how do you like our new podcast song? I hired a freelancer to compose this piece of music so that way we could have something a little special for the podcast and I hope you love it as much as I do. This is going to be our new song for the intro and the outro and I just love the vocals and how upbeat it is. I think the song is just so like me. I don't know how to describe it, but I was stoked when she sent this sample over. So I hope you enjoy it and shout out to Margarita, who I found on Upwork, for creating this beautiful piece of music. Also... Today is the birthday of the gift of self-love. The gift of self-love turned one years old today. It's been exactly one year since it was officially published, although at this point I've been working on it for over three years. So how exciting to see that it's been in so many people's hands and homes and stores. Like, gosh, it's reached like thousands of people at this point. So many copies sold and gifted, which was one of my main intentions that I wanted it to be something that you can gift yourself and to other people, hence the gift of self-love. So my big crazy goal is to get to 100,000 copies sold because I feel like that would just be absolutely insane. And it's a goal that scares me to death, and I don't think (laughs) that it's ever going to happen, but we're like a few percentage points there, so maybe over the years it'll get there. So anywho, thank you so much for supporting me and the book and yourself. Today's episode is called Steps to Becoming a Writer. And this is actually my little sister's idea because I was telling her that I want to do something a little special for the one-year birthday of the gift of self-love. And one question that I get often enough is like, hey, Mary, how do I become a writer? Like, I want to write too. I want a book. And if that's you, then, oh my goodness, I already feel so connected to you because I just love people who write. And if that's not you, then I call bullshit because we're all writers. It's one of those things that like if you write, you're a writer. Just like if you run, you're a runner. There's no prerequisites to being a writer. There's nothing that you have to do or prove or any milestone that you really have to reach to be like quote unquote legit. The only prerequisite to becoming a writer is writing. So I have boiled down like Five steps to becoming a writer. I'm going to give you different examples and different ways that that could look like, even though obviously my process is one certain way. There's so many other ways to becoming a writer. And also, notice how I'm not saying an author because. Again, a writer is someone who just writes, and we all write. We all write text messages. We all write on social media. We all write emails. We all speak and communicate, and that is also a form of writing. It's just spoken. So, an author—the difference is that an author is somebody who writes and has like published, you know, books and novels and stuff like that. Whereas a writer is just that's it. Like, you're already a writer. I'm incredibly passionate about writing. As you can tell, I'm always talking about journaling. I do want to be a little bit more open about my writing process because it's a personal pursuit. I don't write to make money. Honestly, if you want to make money, please go do something else because writing is not going to do that, although there are different ways that it could support you. But generally speaking, most people who go into writing they're not doing it for the money. It's one of those like starving artists kind of things. But I truly believe that the ability to communicate an idea in words where someone on the other end can receive it and resonate with it, like that is just so extraordinary. And you can use writing to change lives and to I don't know, just like even change somebody's mind, like not even lives, but just to make somebody think about something in a different way or to create this like imagery that just sticks with somebody. Like for me, that is the most satisfying thing in the world. So, writing is this like highly underrated skill that most of us use all the time, but I hope that more and more people will be inspired to write. And learn to write well because that can take you so far in life. So let's go into these five steps. Number one, you're gonna roll your eyes, but you gotta like writing. Again, this is not something that makes you a ton of money, so you truly have to like writing for yourself. And if you don't like writing or you have a story that says, I don't like writing, then again, I'm gonna call bullshit on that because we like things we're good at. And the reason why you may think that you don't like writing is because maybe you feel like you're not good at it. And in that case, get good at it. (laughs) Write and write for yourself and write badly until you're not as bad. And that's the thing that most people don't understand when they see a book or even a blog post that's like well-written or an Instagram caption. Like, yes, there are certain ones that are like, whoa, this is so well-written, but it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort. And if you're reading a book and you're like, I wish I could write like this, um, the rough draft version of that book was probably a piece of shit. And it went through dozens of iterations and tons of editing by both the author and the editors and all the people involved in that process to make it that way. So this is what's so interesting about writing is that all you really need is an idea. You can always hire somebody, you know, if you're really trying to make this a professional career, you can always hire somebody to put those ideas into like beautiful words or to edit them and make them Better than how you would express them. But that, like, rough draft piece, just you with a pen and paper or on your computer or heck, just dictating, like, voice note into your phone, just communicating something and getting it out of your head and just out there, that is the part that we all have to learn to like. And here's why clear writing or practicing clear writing leads to clear thinking. And I think most of us want to think a little more clearly. And I don't mean like perfectly, but what I mean is that when you can put words to something, articulate the idea, express it to somebody else, There's this aspect of also like relating about it to one another, right? Like instant connection and then further developing that idea, whether it's with another person you're talking to or just with yourself and you're like going back to that piece of work or you're researching it or now it becomes, you know, it goes from a little paragraph to A couple paragraphs and an essay, and then chapters, and then you make it into some sort of a book or some sort of a format for other people to also learn from. Like that journey, that's something that you do for yourself. So, this is where I will say write what you most want to read, write for one person, and that one person is probably gonna be you. If you already journal, then obviously that's writing. But if you want to, practice writing then you can use things like prompts trying to make your ideas a little bit more concise and or asking for critique from somebody just asking for somebody to like look over your work give you their feedback and just developing that that is literally it and here's another way to like writing and again this is all for yourself so you don't even have to want to become a writer like professionally at all this could just be for yourself what are you unwilling to admit to feel to say to even think about write that write about that that is going to change your life Hey self-lovers, I wanted to formally announce and invite you to my next online retreat that will be happening on April 13th. I haven't done an online retreat in exactly one year since the gift of self-love came out and that was kind of our launch party. And now that the gift of self-love is one year old, today we're celebrating the first birthday of my book, I thought it would be fun to do another online retreat, just a two hour workshop on a random. Wednesday, I think it's a Wednesday, maybe it's a Thursday, on a random Wednesday or Thursday afternoon where we dive into exercises for self-love and we sit together. I mean, it'll be on Zoom, but it is just as good because I'll be there with you and I can see your beautiful face. We'll do workshop exercises similar to what I would do at a retreat in person, but it's obviously modified to serve you online. And you'll also have an opportunity to ask me any questions. And I'll be giving away a few signed copies of The Gift of Self-Love, so if you already have the book, you can always gift that copy to somebody else because we are all about spreading that gift of self-love. So anywho, if you want to join that online retreat, you can go to maryscupoftea.com slash online retreat, and that'll be on April 13th, so registration will close a couple days before that. We do have limited spots just because I don't want to overwhelm the Zoom room, but if you cannot make it at the date and time, it's April 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time, and 8 p.m. GMT, which I think is London. If you can't make it at the time, you will also, well, everybody will receive a recording and it's only 25 bucks. So come join us. Go to maryscupoftea.com slash online retreat. And I hope to see your beautiful face in a couple of weeks. Second step to becoming a writer is to read. You become a writer when you start paying attention to words. And the best way to do that is to read, in my humble opinion. I have this system that like when I read books, I love to underline things that stick out to me. Sometimes I'll even like put it into my journal if I really want to reference it later. Or another thing that I do is I circle words like vocabulary words or certain phrases that I really love the way they're used in that context. And I take those and I put it into this running notes list thing on my phone. And it's literally just called words I like. And it's just a list of words or phrases that I hear or read. And it's just things that resonate with me. Like, you know, when somebody says something in a certain way and you're like, oh, oh, like that is so good. I want to remember that. I write that down. So for example, one phrase that I heard somewhere to not remember where, but one thing that's written on the list that just comes to mind right away is my friend Zoe told me that my little sister has an effervescent personality. And I was like, ooh, what does that mean? And she's like, well, effervescent is like glowing, like just sparkly and brilliant and just this embodiment. I'll have to look up the exact definition again to refresh my memory. But that just really, really made my heart smile. So I wrote it down. Another example of this like piece of imagery that I loved I wrote down in my list is splashing around in a puddle of low (laughs) self-esteem when I heard that somewhere and again I have no idea where it must have been like an audiobook or podcast I was listening to when I heard that it made me giggle I loved just the elements coming together, like this water, and then the fact that, you know, it was like a mental thing splashing around in a puddle of low self esteem. It was a little bit too relatable because I've done my own fair share of puddle splashing, especially in the self esteem arena, and I just wanted to remember that. And maybe I'll use it in my writing moving forward, or it could be an example for how to develop like this similar imagery, and make it my own so that. It creates a mental picture, and mental pictures are powerful. They make you remember shit. So reading, listening, you can do this when you're watching movies or TV. Like, I love looking at certain scenes, and I only started doing this because a couple of my friends—actually, the girl who said that, you know, Alana has an effervescent personality—she's a writer, and she's a TV producer. So it wasn't until I started hanging out with her and talking to her that I realized, you know, like these scripts, these TV shows, even some of the reality shows, like, somebody wrote that. (laughs) Somebody made that into a story. Somebody, for some reason, thought that these pieces of dialogue just go together and they need to be presented like this. And when you start paying attention to that, I don't know, it's exciting and it opens up your eyes and I don't know, maybe I'm just a geek, but (laughs) read and just pay attention to words. That's going to strengthen your writing abilities as well. Thirdly, and this is the one that's like so unsexy, and I hate saying it because I struggle the most with it, but it's treating your writing like a job. And I know that it's one of those like creative pursuits, and you don't want to think about it like a job. But what I mean by that is like you really have to show up for yourself on the days where you don't feel like writing. And it's on those days where you don't feel like it, but you show up anyways because you're treating it like something worth pursuing. It doesn't have to be like the boring J word, but just something that is worth the struggle. That's when you're actually moving the needle forward. If you only show up when you're inspired or creative or you're just feeling yourself, then first of all, how often does that happen? Second of all, that will create a lot of inconsistencies. And thirdly, it's just not going to be enough to move the needle forward. So instead, try to show up when you're not inspired even if it's 10 minutes of journaling in the morning, or if you're trying to take it a little bit more seriously, you want to extend that to one hour, like you're actually working on a piece, an essay, an article, an Instagram post, a social media thing, whatever that is, like give yourself that quiet, focused, dedicated hour or hours to pursue your art and your craft. The best artists, most people who like, Are actually doing this for a living I don't mean like on the side but most people who are actually looking to pursue this and make it into something they show up even on the days where they don't feel like it because it's more out of necessity you know sometimes we just don't have another option And if I were you, I would create that necessity. So what I say to myself is like, okay, I don't want to write right now. It's the last thing I want to do. I have these emails that I want to answer. I have Instagram that I want to scroll that my brain is just tempted to resort to. But if I don't write, I'm going to regret it. And I'm going to feel a lot better, even if I put pen to paper for one minute. So start small, but commit. Okay, the next two steps are more related to like how to actually make a living off of this. So number four is find somewhere to share your work. This could be a blog, this could be on Instagram, this could be on TikTok, like you could do spoken word poetry or just put your writing on a text overlay with some music and like a pretty background. Or you can share your work on Pinterest. There's so many poems and like thought-provoking little excerpts that I always save for myself. And also Pinterest is a really good way to like promote your blog if you are going the blogging route. That seems to be like the modern day avenue of writing. And there's also different websites. One that pops into my mind is Medium, and it's basically a platform where people can share their writing and they get paid for it based on like how many people view it and save it. And I actually love reading stuff on Medium. I have yet to write on Medium, but it's one of those where like small writers can have like an article go viral and they can make a little bit of money from it, or big like established writers, if they need to get an idea out quickly, they'll sometimes post something on Medium. So for example, Barack Obama posted an article on Medium because he needed an avenue to like get a message out there. So with something like Medium, for example, or blogging in general, you really do have to be consistent. And remember that consistency doesn't mean every day or every week. It could literally be once a month. And that kind of consistency is going to give you the accountability to work on your writing. So all these things kind of go hand in hand. But these avenues, the reason why it's important to find somewhere to share your work is because if you later on do want to get published, like you are looking to write books, or you do want to become a paid writer, they're going to want to see your writing. So It's super basic. Just put your stuff somewhere. And I truly think that Instagram goes a long way. I would say that my publisher probably, I'm like 100% sure, they looked at my Instagram and read my captions and they're like, oh, she can make sentences and they're not that bad. (laughs) And then I guess they considered me. So, on that note, moving on to like the last step of becoming a writer, this getting published piece full transparency. I'm no expert in this. I would say that I got really, really lucky with my book deal and my publisher taking interest in me. And I will give myself a little bit of credit because like I said, I had been writing for a few years, mainly on Instagram, but I also had this ebook. So I basically had like half a manuscript. And I think what really was telling is that that ebook sold. I think over a thousand copies or something like that. And when I reached out to my publisher, I said that. I said, hey, I had this ebook. It sold over a thousand copies. Seems like it's really resonating with people. And the number one question that I got asked back then was like, hey, I want this in print because I want to be able to journal on some of these prompts. So that's what I pitched to my publisher and they took interest in that. I also had my TEDx talk and a lot of people asked me how I got that TEDx talk and I literally just applied. Like I went to the TEDx website, I looked at upcoming TED events, I picked like a dozen or so around like in the United States mainly that I would be willing to like fly out for. I made a list and I think I reached out to everybody on that list, but I only applied to maybe three or four. And one of them got back and said, hey, we'd love to have you on our stage. So TEDx are independently organized TED events. So each organizer is like in charge of their own TEDx event. So you don't need Anything besides the idea worth spreading and in that application, something to show for it. So for me, that was my Instagram. I was like, This is my idea worth spreading. I've been sharing it on Instagram. You can learn more about me. And I just pitched it. But a lot of the people that were sharing the stage with me, like they didn't have a website or Instagram or anything. It was just their idea was powerful. So again, going back to that piece of writing, like even when you're filling out an application, For something that you want, if it's a job interview, if it's anything like, I don't know, a TED talk, whatever that may be, when you are putting words down, you are writing, and if you can do that in a certain way, then it's going to make an impact with somebody on the other end, and that's when you get a callback, an invitation, whatever that may be. So, side note: if you're a public speaker or an online creator. Your job, or just any, not even online creator, it's not even limited to that. Anything that you probably do in this day and age, especially in the digital space, your job involves writing. So there's lots of indirect ways to be a writer. So share your work, look at ways where you can get published. You know, you could always self-publish. You can make your own ebook. There's like Amazon, Kindle, direct publishing. You can go on Canva and like literally write a book. I shit you not, that is how I wrote my ebook. I went on Canva and I wrote the book, and then I put it on my website for like 10 bucks, and it started selling. So it's literally like that. Writing isn't going to make you a lot of money, but if you're committed, you can find ways. You can also pitch to magazines to write about a certain topic. So if you're passionate about the environment, or you know a thing or two, or you have a certain education experience, expertise in something, anything, and you think it's valuable and relevant to a certain online magazine, even if it's a big one, like health, that was another thing, like health magazine hired me to write an article for them. And that was right before I reached out to my publisher. So that was one thing that I sent them, like, here's an example of my published writing. (laughs) And These kinds of publications, like, they really add up and you don't need many because they really do give you the credibility. So you can just literally pitch. Like, you go to their website, find the email. Again, you're going to write them that email. That's going to matter a little bit too. And then you pitch. You're like, I have this great idea. I would love to write an article about X, Y, and Z. And if they're interested, they'll reach out. So these are just some options. There's like university papers and magazines. I'm sure there's local community things that you could write for. Another really interesting way to make actually really decent money as a writer is to become a freelance copywriter. So what a copywriter does, it's basically marketing writing. So like a social media manager can write copy for Instagram posts if those posts are meant like try to make somebody to buy something or to advertise something. You could be a copywriter. you could be a ghostwriter for other blogs. So a lot of blogs that you may see, the person running that blog isn't necessarily writing those articles. They probably hired a ghostwriter to write them for them, and then they just publish it under their own name. And yes, it's totally legal. (laughs) There's a, a whole form for it, but you can literally write for somebody else or use somebody else's platform. If you notice, like, there's a blogger you follow and they might need some help, and you can add value to their business, then just reach out to them and be like, hey, I would love to ghostwrite an article for you and get it published. There's also like email marketing. There's so many jobs, like website copy. Actually, the writing that you see on my website, I worked with a copywriter to write that, and she got paid to write the stuff on my website. And we worked closely together. So it still feels like me. It's still my voice. She was able to capture it, but she also brought a little something, something of her own. So it ended up being like a really cool website experience. You can go check it out where, you know, there's writing that connects to people on there and somebody got paid for that. So there's lots of different ways to be a writer. I know I started talking like really fast in this episode, just because. This really, really excites me, but the main thing I want you to take away with you is that to be a writer, you just gotta write. Just pick up that pen, put pen to paper. The running joke in, like, the writer community is that writers will do anything to avoid writing, and writers like to talk about writing read about writing and think about writing more than they actually like writing so if you find yourself like grappling with this resistance to writing like just know that we all do it there's not a single writer out there I mean maybe like somebody like Stephen King who really really believes that I don't know really feels like writing is easy but most like I would say 99% of writers they're like writing is hard I fucking hate writing But there's something about it that you grow to love because it just grows you as a person so much. So write, write for yourself, write what you're unwilling to admit to yourself, to feel, to say, to think about, write about that, write for one person and that one person is going to be you. All right, everyone. I love you so much. Thank you for celebrating the one-year birthday of the gift of self-love with me. I hope this episode was valuable and relevant to you, gave you a little bit of insight. And if you enjoyed it, as always, take a screenshot and tag me on the Instagram. And now, to the new song and the outro. Hey self-lovers, one last little thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a re- leave a review. <laughs> if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. Your feedback helps the podcast grow, and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. Just search the show on Apple, scroll all the way down where you'll see a place to weave a review. (laughs) And if you're listening on Spotify, on the show's homepage, you'll see a little star and if you click on that, there'll be a pop-up box where you can send in your rating. Thank you so much for helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, that is the title of my book, You can pick it up at any bookstore, including Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, small indie bookstores. All those links can be found at maryscupoftea.com slash book. Thank you all so much for learning and growing and continuing to be on this self-love journey. It's truly an honor to be here with you. I love you, and I will talk to you next time. And please, please don't forget to leave a review. (laughs) Bye!